Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What is up? What's happening? It's in this league right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know where we are. Unless you're lost. You lost? Milk cart? I'm lost. Put a little picture on you. Hey, there's me. I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're still reeling on NFL draft conversation, which is what is going to be happening today. Bogman, right there, Scott Bogman, Steeler fan, and also Terrell Edmonds fan now. Um, Apparently. Me, not a fan of football anymore. But we got three hours for you of a lot of stuff we're going to be covering. Hour three, I think hour three is actually a very important hour because we are going to be talking about, which I think is a very important subject, lamenting about Yahoo and the differences they are treating between sports fantasy um, areas. We've got a couple other things, Ronald Acuna fever, but for the next two hours, we're going to be talking NFL draft, but with one stipulation, only the first round. We are going to be focusing on the first round through the rest of this show, really breaking down the picks, uh, you know, main, main focus, a lot on the fantasy guys. Bogman is doing an IDP show, show, so we might talk about some of the defense. If you're wanting more, this is the tease for you here. You're going to want to listen to and subscribe to the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will be breaking down the whole draft. We'll be breaking down all the offensive studs. We might even do an early look at like, you know, the first two or three rounds of a rookie base draft from this. And we'll really be breaking the entire draft down as it's still going on. Uh, But we'll be doing that over on the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. So go search that on iTunes or wherever you listen. Subscribe, give us a rate and review, do all that. But today we're talking about what was... A very depressing first down for me as a 49ers fan and Bogman as a Steelers fan. Overall, you Bogman, you did a live stream of at our YouTube channel, the youtube.com slash in this league, and you were really built up. This is a very exciting day for you. I am always glass half empty. I haven't heard you this upset in a long time. Well, you know, I... This draft is a lot of fun because I feel like so much there, fun. there are a lot of good players in here. I want to see where everybody lands. Uh, I don't know if I've been invested in a draft this heavy in a long, long time. So, you know, and the Steelers are a good team. You know, they they had a home playoff game last season. They, they got stomped by the Jaguars, but you know that. They're a team that can win the Super Bowl, and I want them to build on top of that. I don't really want to take, you know, projects. I don't want to do that kind of thing. And particularly in the first round is what you want. Because remember, we're focused on the first round. You want your team to take the best available player, but you also, particularly with a team that's close to a championship, you want a guy that is going to come in and fit right now. And we can just start with your team. There was a lot of talent that was standing there where the Steelers were picking at, what was it, 28? 28, yeah. A lot of talent, especially 
lot of offensive talent. And one guy particularly that at, before the draft started, you and I talked about what kind of raging clue you would have if your team <laughs> took. And you had an experience of all of these amazing players. And the Steelers went in a direction I don't think you saw coming. Well, I mean, safety made sense because uh, Mike Mitchell was cut. They did bring in Morgan Burnett, but Morgan Burnett is like close to our age. So he's not going to be around very much longer. Sean Davis is uh, a good player. He's He took a step back in little, his little second overrated. year. A little overrated. Sure. Yeah, I, I would say that. Absolutely overrated. Um, so like taking a safety makes a lot of sense, but... Taking Terrell Edmonds, you know, older brother of super talented Tremaine Edmonds. Older brother, by the way. Terrell looks like he's 38 years old. Yeah, yeah. He looks like... Um, uh, he God, looks older rem- than Morgan Burnett. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Fairchild. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just... Um, I didn't know much about Terrell Edmonds outside of the fact that he is Tremaine Edmonds' brother. And not a first-round graded player. And not a first-round graded player. I went, you know, I don't buy too many draft guides, but uh, uh, Pro Football Focus had him as rated as the 196 overall player and 18th best safety. (laughs) No, they didn't. Wait, what number? What number? I I believe it was 18th best safety. Oh, my God. And what what number? 190 what? 196 best player. That's a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Is that a fourth? Is that a fifth? That's, that's, a, that's fifth. a fifth. Yeah, that's barely being taken. So Pro Football uh, Focus, the very well respected Pro Football Focus, not right. respected I mean, by NFL players though. They like to crap uh, <laughs> on it all the time. Well, Pro Football Focus is also, uh, you know, a little bit weird. I mean, I think they had Sam Donald rated as like twenty second and stuff like that. But so, let's revisit this: eighteenth overall safety, hundred ninety something overall player. Steelers take him at twenty eight. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, I, you know, NDT scouting is, uh, my, my big guys, uh, Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. And yeah, I, I took a look at my guy, Joe Marino's, uh, board and he had him as the seventh best safety, All right. but still as a third round pick. Oh, so, man. And, oh, uh, man. probably going to be a special teamer for the first two years of his career. That was kind of his synopsis. Now the, hmm. the Steelers could be doing something different with this player. They could be saying, all right. Can he play quarterback? No, oh. uh, but he could play linebacker because he's at about 220 pounds already. If he puts on a little bit more beef, he could beef up to a linebacker. Like a Dion Buchanan situation. Yes, like a dimebacker type of uh, type of a player. And they say he's a matchup player to match up against tight ends. But, it, I mean, it doesn't matter who you throw out there against a guy like Gronk, you know. He's not going to win. Are they looking at the AFC and seeing guys like Travis Kelsey and Gronk and, you know, seeing some of the better tight ends that well, are getting on the torched AFC. by the Jaguars, Ben Koyak and guys like that in the yeah. playoffs. Plus they said that uh, this guy is known for setting up the defense and that's what Shazier did last year. Yo, how was so, that guy there by the way? How was, was Terrell there just to be with his brother? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Because I was about to say like at, at the NFL draft for that first round, they're only inviting guys that have a legitimate shot at the first round. There's no way on this planet that that guy was here thinking he was going to be taken unless the Steelers told him Yeah, they he probably- had to just like be hanging out. And then he's like, what? You know, it'd be like, like you and me going to the Price is Right, and I'm set to go, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Bogman, come on down!" And you're like, "Oh my God, me? That's amazing!" Like, there's no <laughs> way this guy was invited. Like, he he was like, uh, "What's his name from uh, Clerks?" Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. 
<laughs> Dante, I'm yeah, not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, needless to say, I'm just a bit disappointed in... Like, how disappointed exactly? Like, measure it for me. I mean, uh, the fact that... Well, this is what makes it worse. The fact fact that they passed on Lamar Jackson, and I was like, oh, thank God, like... Because I could see him going to Cincinnati. How much blood pressure medicine did you need to, to take when you saw? Like, how I also much ran out heart- today, so okay. that's not good. But how much was your heart racing when the Steelers were on the clock? Lamar Jackson was available, and then the pick was coming in. Like that moment, the whole time you can keep your. Well, cool. I, I was like, I was like tearing up because Ryan Shazier walked the pick I know. out. That moment, that's what I'm saying. Where they do the big uh, back pan screen, Steelers pick is in. Ryan Shazier comes out. You're like, oh my god, Lamar Jackson is available. And then you know, uh, stupid Goodell goes, you know, with the 22nd, 28th pick in the 2018 draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers take. A well, it, it was Shazier. Shazier oh, yeah. announced yeah, the pick go, and walked out and everything. So I went from tearing up to actually crying when he said the pick. <laughs> like so, actual crying. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, like looking at my six rings crying. So I it just I'm severely disappointed just because you could have moved back. Like I feel like they could have got this guy in the second round, right? Yeah. So you could have moved back a couple picks, picked up another third round pick, which uh, I and. You know, you mentioned it before. There was tons and tons and tons of talent on the board. Darius Geis was was still on the board. Um, Cortland Sutton, and they just traded Martavis Bryant, got an extra third round pick, was still on the board. So, I, you know, unless some of these guys are gonna fall, you know, I don't know. It's just, I just, I'm super. So more than anything, we'll talk about tra- my depression. But what was the feeling like? Not just experiencing your team passing up your favorite player in this NFL draft. That's there's no and the team. Up. I hate the most. And, and then the team you hate more than anyone trading up to take the quarterback that you loved more than anyone in this draft. And now, I mean, you're going to have to face him twice a year for God knows how long. Yeah. That I was, mean, was that harder? Was it harder him. for the Steelers to pass him up or was it harder for the Ravens to take him? Uh, I think it was worse for the Ravens to take him because I I don't want to be playing that guy twice a year, especially when we had the opportunity to take him. I understand passing up the quarterback to get a player that makes an impact now, but we also didn't do that. So it's like three, you know, it's triple headed here. You know, not only did we not take a guy that's going to make an impact this year, most likely, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what the plan is for him. Um, and, and then we passed on offensive talent all over the place and the Ravens traded back in and the, they traded back twice before that. So they added extra assets and then were able to use them to get back into the first round to take Lamar Jackson as well. So I, it's just, it's I wish I insanely could, disappointing. I wish I could play the like, Oh, yummy tears, you guys, but I can't because it was as depressing as a 49ers fan. And by the way, we're talking about this here because we're going to be done talking about Steelers and 49ers for the rest of this show. So we're getting out of the way. Uh, it's funny, but and by the way, to back up what you said, I'm looking at Mike Mayock's uh, pick by pick analysis of everything. Oh, no. And he's got Terrell Edmonds. It's, it's a not very lengthy sentence, but he does say almost played dime linebacker. So you're probably right about that. There's, there's yeah. probably something to it. Uh, but in, one of the least amount of words that he wrote up on any player on here is who the 49ers took. What, what's his name? Mike McClincy? 
McGlinchy. McGlinchy. I don't even care. I there was okay. So before the draft was going on, I had proclaimed if Vita Vey was taken by the 49ers, I would quit everything we're doing and never talk to anyone again. If they traded up for Saquon Barkley, I would have ran through the streets naked. There's many players that would have made me happy. Nick Chubb, um, Sonny Michelle, you know, as any offensive player. There's players that would have made me fine. If Roquan Smith would have fell, the Niners would have taken him. The Niners, I assumed, were going to take uh, your 78-year-old's brother, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I yeah. assumed they were going to take him. There were some other outs. I mean, you know, Derwin James fell. There was, uh, wasn't uh, Mika? Wasn't he still out there or hid here? Mika Fitzpatrick, yeah. Mika yeah. was out there. A lot of options. Somebody joked in your live, I think it was in the live stream that you had, Oh, the Niners should take. Wasn't that the joke? McClinchy? McGlinchy. McGlinchy? I don't care. They're like, uh, just take McGlinchy. And then you la- you you laughed with a laugh like, I mean, <laughs> you guys are just being silly now. The, I had this moment. No, I laughed because I knew that was in play. And the reason that that was in play was because your guy, I think the pick all along was Tremaine Edmonds. But uh, Reuben Foster got cleared of all the the you know, domestic violence stuff, because it turns out that the woman was just crazy. I mean, we didn't know that until the literally the morning of the first round. But so Reuben Foster gets to stick now. So now Tremaine Edmonds is out. To be honest with you, every other pick going up to that, I kind of knew who was in the range. I mean, I didn't have the Browns taking Denzel Ward of four, but I knew someone who could have been picked and that was an option but I was really, uh, was I had everybody. no idea who the Niners were going to take. And, and that um... everybody was surprised by this. And everyone's like, oh, OK, I, I couldn't have been more <laughs> upset to the point. We have a, a group me rooms in our ITL army that people can join. I left the football and the draft room and I'm never coming back. I'm never <laughs> coming back in them whatsoever. So if you ever want to sign up and chat with us, if you're in football, you're talking to Bogman. I'm never coming back into any of them because I'm done. I'm absolutely done. This is what they do. The 49ers take horrible offensive linemen. They take horrible defensive linemen. And they are going to still have a horrible secondary. Their linebacking core is going to be subpar. And they're going to have subpar offensive weapons. And the guys that they passed up on. I mean, there's an overall perspective here, too, when I look at what happened here. that I mean, it's going to create second-round value. The amount of just these core players that people took and the amount of offensive guys that fell out of the first round, you know, Nick Chubb, Cortland Sutton, Darius Geis, was shocking for these guys to fall out of the second round. And a lot of guys, you know, Raiders at 15 and traded back to Colton Miller, an offensive tackle. And even into the 20s, you know, you had Billy Price going to the Cincinnati Bengals. There were things I didn't see happening Nothing more depressing. I mean, literally the only thing that brought me back up was your sheer just disappointment in what happened. And I mean, you should see Cornell said, I just all I want is a screen cap of Bogman's face when they made the pick. I kind of would like someone to get that. I would like to see that and make that a shirt. It's on our uh, it's on our stupid YouTube. So Uh, it's there. I I don't put it in the football room because I want to see it. I won't. I had. I, I just I had no idea what to say. I mean, I would rather have had Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, I know? mean, I was about to say like I'm not sure there could have been more of a shot. Rather take the pick. guy with one hand. I 
You he got at least me. fits a knee. He's a middle <laughs> linebacker. You got me. You got me. He's younger, too. He's definitely He's younger. also younger. <laughs> you would take the guy with one hand. I'd take the guy with one hand over the dude we took in over the first. Over the 55-year-old safety. <laughs> <laughs> Edmonds might wind up being a good pick. Yeah. I'm not like, sure. but I'm just, you could have got him in the second round. You could have got him in the third round. Could have got him maybe in the third round with that extra third-round pick you have because you traded Martavis Bryant. That should have been your Edmonds pick. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Well, we're like I said, we are going to be doing a full breakdown of this first round, a lot of fantasy value talk, a lot of other stuff that's come up. You've got some of the big analysts that have already kind of weighed in on where the fantasy value is going to go for some of these guys from the first round. So don't go anywhere. We're going to get at the top picks next. we got a whole bunch more, so don't go anywhere. we got uh, we got the uh, Venom out. We got it out of our system. We'll feel a little bit better here, so don't worry. No more complaining about the stupid Steelers and Niners. I'm Chris Welsh. That's Scott Bogman. This is In This League. We'll be right back. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. It's in this league. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for In this league. Answer me. Suck my white ass. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Welcome back. It is in this league. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a little tough reliving this first round again. It was already enough, you know. When we had to experience the first round, reliving it it's during the break. This oh, like... the screenshot is already in the draft room. Too bad you left the well. Oh, no. Someone already has memed it. <laughs> Did they put a meme on it, too? It says, I love the Ravens pick. <laughs> I need someone to send it to me. I need to put that in there. Let's see, someone. Beat up says, me... This is how I looked when my wife said she was pregnant. Meme from the draft room. All right. I need to get a hold of that thing. Okay, so we're talking about the NFL uh, draft first round. Remember, if you're looking for more coverage of it, go check out the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will be breaking down the entire draft when it has finished in its entirety and talking about uh, just the fantasy-relevant players. But we're going to kind of go just through the entire first round and how it all played out. Now, I find it fascinating. Maybe I'm wrong here. I felt like this was one of the drafts that I can't recall in in a long while that we just had no definitive. Even up to the minute Mayfield was taken, it didn't feel like anything was certain. And it was right. literally like 36 hours until the draft. All of a sudden, it was there was more confidence that it was Mayfield. But there was Josh Allen. There was a lot. I think... Bogman, I think you might have been one of these people, and there was a part of me at towards the end or towards this, right at the draft. I thought the same thing that it could have all been a smokescreen for Darnold. I mean, Rosen was out there, Barkley. There was no definitive, but in the end, the Cleveland Browns went with the guy 
that literally has been comp to the player that really has hurt their organization, Johnny Manziel. They went ah. with a hot-headed, smaller quarterback, but he was a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he's got a fiery personality. Um, you know, he did you see the picture he did recreating Brett Favre? Brett Favre, yeah. yeah did that piss? That. I bet that pissed you off, actually. No, it didn't. Whatever. Like at least, at least Baker Mayfield is funny. Like Baker Mayfield is at least funny and fiery. Like. Sam Bradford is milk toast. You know, he's a, a cross-eyed idiot. I, I can't stand that. <laughs> and there's no way he should have been the first overall pick. Baker, I think at least, is d- somewhat deserving of this pick. I still would have gone with uh, Rosen or Darnold if I was the Browns. But, you know, you want to take upside. The guy just has an enormous ceiling, but he also has uh, a floor that could bottom out. I And I said this in uh i believe in my mock or it might have been in the group me room or during the thing whatever it was i said his his ceiling is a guy like drew Brees because he's shorter and he's accurate and um he's going to get to sit for a year probably work on his footwork but he processes everything really well he's a smart kid uh but his his floor is like ryan leaf without the pill addiction you know like a guy that's so hot-headed he's screaming at uh, reporters and stuff like that. He's getting into fights with uh, sports commentators, uh, that kind of crap. You know, like, that was my biggest problem with the pick, I think, more than anything. I mean, I think I said it on um, our other show, Full 60 Fantasy Football, over on Fantrax, Jumi and Pizapia that host it. Didn't I say it when we went over quarterbacks that I thought Baker Mayfield was the number two quarterback? Remember, we because I was saying, like, I'm a little down on Darnold. And I said, am I weird to to like Sam, uh, to, to, to like Baker Mayfield as my number two, and you were like, no, you know, they could be really interchangeable at the end of the day. I just wasn't the biggest uh, um, Darnold fan or anything like that. Definitely not a Josh Allen. But, you know, I mean, I think the talent's there, but that was the thing that kind of surprised me more than anything, that a team like the Browns, which, I mean, I don't know where you were watching the NFL draft. I started on ESPN. Mistake. But I yeah, was just online. Well, I was online, May- so May-Ox that's why. On NFL I, I don't know why I didn't, but I just happened to start there. And they did start with, like, this, um, you know those photo books that people, like, collect cards with? You know how, like, you can have, you know, like, each page has, like, nine cards or something like that? You know, you're just, like, you're collecting cards. And yeah, yeah, trading yeah. Cards. They went the through, sleeves, Yeah, right. like, the sleeves. They went through, like, a trading card booklet of the quarterbacks the Browns have had in the last, you know, 20 years or whatever. And it was like, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then they turned the page. and I was like, oh, my God, there's like 12 more. This is crazy. Well, the last quarterback to win a game with the Browns was Robert Griffin. Yeah, they they did a really horrible animation on that as well. It, it was actually embarrassing to watch. Uh, like, all the guys, like, <laughs> fell over. It's really – it actually – I mean, you would have no reference to this because, Bogman, you don't stay up on the Internet stuff. But there's this really weird video going around of this, like – naked fat guy animation that just like plops around and people don't know what to do with it and it's getting millions of hits if you found it that's like what the espn did with their animation and then like all the quarterbacks fell off chairs and and rg3 was just standing there and i was like what the hell are they doing like espn's really off but what i'm getting at with this whole thing is with all of that history with all the scrutiny that's going on plus which my biggest issue here is how they had the fourth overall pick and what could have been done. They went and took a guy that has a lot of inherent risk. And you don't want to play it safe, of course, especially a team like the Browns. Like You probably are going to have to throw a Hail Mary to be a team that's going to be able to win championships in that division, uh, your actual division and the AFC alone. But 
it, I'm, not, I'm not advocating that they needed to play it safe with a guy like Rosen or Darnold, but I also kind of seem like a better play than going Mayfield in the flashiness of it. But I mean, he'll he'll maybe he'll prove us all wrong. And he kind of seemed like you know from a fantasy perspective, he's actually kind of maybe the most exciting of all these guys, maybe outside of Lamar Jackson. Well, I I think you gotta also look at all of the guys that, you know, not only the guys that they've taken and failed with, but the guys they passed up. You know, they traded that text that that pick last year to the Texans and the Texans took Deshaun Watson. They could have had Deshaun Watson at ten last year. And then we're not sitting in this situation. Well, Bog, where, you and I they, Well, dude, we just talked about we did this on full sixty. We well, did they a rewind. also passed up Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. It's actually embarrassing. That. It's actually really embarrassing if you think about it. That was it's one of the things be. we did on the most recent uh full sixty fantasy football, which you can also find on iTunes. We did a rewind. Um it was Adam Rank had did a rewind and we kind of broke it down where it was like where guys should go, and it was the Browns taking Deshaun Watson. And, I mean, can you imagine had they had Deshaun Watson, what they could have done in this draft? They could have taken Barkley at one. And, I mean, they had an opportunity to take Bradley Chubb, and they passed on him. I mean, maybe they could have just taken the same guy they took. It's just I, the decision-making is very brownish. I mean, I put a tweet out. I said, <laughs> Brown's going to Cleveland. That was my tweet. Brown's going to Cleveland. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I look, Baker Mayfield could be really good. And the nice thing for Baker is that he comes into Cleveland with weapons, which is what he came into Oklahoma with. Oklahoma is a gigantic school. They're always going to have weapons. You know, he's not coming from Wyoming, you know, and he's not going to Buffalo like Josh Allen. And you have to work with stuff that isn't there. He comes into Cleveland where they have Carlos Hyde, they have Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. They drafted David Njoku last season. They got Duke Johnson as a nice receiving weapon out of the backfield. So it's not like he doesn't have things to work with. And I think that has been a big problem for the guys that the Browns have been drafting because they haven't built around them at all. You know what I mean? I think if the Welsh had been drafting for the Browns, they would have at least had weapons around uh, all of these yeah, guys that they've damn had. Damn I mean, right they would have some weapons. They wouldn't know, have anyone to block for them, but they'd have some weapons. We were talking to our guy Marquise in the Army, and uh, he's a big draft guy, and he does a podcast and everything. And he was like, well, look, I, I like Deshaun Kaiser last year. He's my number one quarterback. And I was like, well, he didn't really get better during the year. And he said, yeah, but he's throwing a Rashard Higgins for most of the year. I mean, Josh Gordon came back late, but it was late. <laughs> you know, I just got the picture of Bachman. Oh, great. Oh, no. I got the meme, too. The meme on it says, I love the Ravens pick and your fate. I just irrelevant. I'm so sorry. I could not help but honestly laugh. I know what a Bogman angry face is, and this is pinnacle angry Bogman. So please go on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just talking about how Baker Mayfield comes in with weapons and how the Browns haven't had success. Uh, because they haven't had weapons. Like I said before, Rashard Higgins was one of the top wide receivers last year. And David Njoku was, you know, he was a rookie. One of the best things that's going to happen is there's already plenty of articles have already come out. Like you and I have kind of debated this a little bit. He knows he's a backup. He's going in as a backup. Tyrod Taylor is in front of them. There are leaders on this team. Now there are Jarvis Landry can come in and be a leader. I'm not saying Carlos Hyde like is a leader, but you've got veterans that are going to come he's in. He's a good running. Back. Yeah, there are there are established people 
you're not going to be able to walk in and step over. This isn't like the Browns that have, you know, like no talent whatsoever. Almost like when Johnny Manziel came in. You know what I mean? Just step all over everybody. There are established leaders on here. Plus, he knows he's a backup for this year. They, going in, I think it's the best. I, I know you say his personality is going to take over. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to control it. I do think if you go into year two and he's not a starter, you're going to get full Baker Mayfield. You're going to go full Monty (laughs) Baker Mayfield. But having him sit a year, you know, working, establishing rapport, learning the playbook, establishing rapport with guys like Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, David Njoku, it's going to be the best thing that happened to this kid. And I got to be honest with you, from a dynasty perspective, I think he might be my number one. Really? Okay. I think, I think he might be my number one here. I mean, we can talk about uh, obviously who uh, we'll, we'll get to him here. Who went uh, the second quarterback? Who went in the third? All the quarterbacks actually landed in spots that are going to establish themselves with playing time. The only one, which is wild to say, I really think about it. Well, actually, I'm I'm skipping uh, Lamar Jackson, but well, actually, I'll, I'll add them. By the way, of all five of the quarterbacks who went in the first round. Baker Mayfield has the best talent around him. True or false? Absolutely. No, true. Yeah, so true. I, I mean, and I think there's a couple of the quarterbacks that are put in a really uh, bad situation as far as talent goes that are going to need to build. So I kind of like Baker Mayfield from that perspective. Let's talk about number two. This was the guy that I felt should have been the number one pick. And it's one of like those. Everybody. Hi- yeah, it's everybody one of those. Felt- but it's a exactly. hindsight thing, too, dude, because had the Cleveland Browns taken Saquon Barkley, we already know, like, there's a big popular conversation about Baker Mayfield as well as um, a Sam Darnold. So let's say, you know, the, the Giants didn't get him. They probably take Sam Darnold. Then the Jets get Baker Mayfield. And then if they really didn't like the talent, you got to assume the Browns kind of did. You had a choice of Josh Rosen and uh, Josh Allen. I think it would have been great for the Browns to take Josh Rosen and he had Barkley. It didn't happen. I would I think say the that, problem with that was Josh Rosen's not so indirect comments about how he didn't want to go to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean the guy's an a hole. Like you want to talk about right. Baker Mayfield, but like I was listening, one of the most uns- insufferable things on the planet. I guess we'll talk about it when we talk about Josh Rosen. Nothing is was more insufferable than listening to local radio here with all that. But uh, one of the guys did talk about some reports that were given on Josh Rosen and the negative comments are, they're just amazing. But uh, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, true or false Bogman went into maybe one of the best situations he could have possibly gone into. Uh, I mean, true. I think Denver would have been pretty good too, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, the funniest thing about this to me is Jonathan Stewart just got out of the situation where, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey came in and kind of took over for him and he goes and signs with the giants and then the giants take Saquon Barkley. I mean, you got to wonder like, but that makes me laugh. I mean, it's funny, but like, you got to also wonder like what assurances was Jonathan Stewart given? Like you're going to be handed the keys to the the kingdom. I'm not sure about that, but Saquon Barkley is a freak of an athlete. He's going to go to a team that's going to want to establish that run. And if they do sign Des Bryant, I mean, Eli Manning is 37 years old, dude. So they want to keep him upright. So hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley 25 times a game. Jonathan Stewart can get some carries in there. You have great targets with 
Evan Ingram at tight end and OBJ and Sterling Shepard, and they're probably going to add some more as well. I mean, this is this is looking like a good offense. They added Nate Solders. They don't have that garbage mess of Eric Flowers starting on the blind side anymore. At least he shifts over to right tackle, and they're trying to trade him. I don't know what the hell they would possibly get for stupid Eric Flowers, but this offense looks pretty good now, and it's kind of weird to come out of a draft with the number one and number two overall picks uh, leaving and looking like, man, these offenses could be really good when they just added one player, and with the Browns, a player that's not even going to start this I, I totally agree. I look at Saquon Barkley, and I think even if he gets 20 carries a game, the dump-off passes— I'm going to be 20 touches, 25 touches, basically what I meant. I'm going to be Barkley how Elliott was last year. And I know people are going to really try to shy away from it. But I look at the situation that he's put into. I I look at, you know, you're talking about the age of the quarterback, how they're going to want to establish the run. The biggest negative would be if they really put their feet down and we're like, well, you know, we're going to we're going to run Jonathan Stewart into the ground a little bit. So we don't, you know, rookie year run Saquon Barkley into the ground that could take away from it a little bit. Which, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think with a guy like Eli Manning, you got to know you can turn you can turn this around in a year. Yeah. And, and you know, we have the, I think there was a lot of the same worries that rookie year. Everyone's like, well, Derek McFadden, you know, and then we're like, oh, OK. And then, you know, <laughs> Elliot goes off. Barkley right. Barkley's a guy McFadden was coming off a much better year than stupid John uh, Stewart had. So, yeah, exactly. I'm of. Uh, the idea that Saquon Barkley is going to be an elite fantasy talent this year. In an early mock draft that we did, I took him seven overall, which you know might have seemed Sticking high without that? a team. Yeah, I, I feel I feel all the better. I mean, what do you think now that he has a he's team good, and you yeah. look at that like that seven pick? Is it good, right? Yeah, he's really really good, and I'm super excited. Like I said, and I'm not going to change anything from what I said before. Coming out of college. I have him higher than than anybody any any other running back I've had since probably Adrian Peterson. I didn't even rank then, but since Gurley and uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I've got him and Fournette. I love Fournette coming in last year, and he's better than that. Then I'm going to be pounding the table for this dude. I am taking him very 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 high. Yeah, and seven is appropriate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Might yeah, be a little bit higher. He's going to be right in that range. So. I mean, after Ezekiel Elliott goes, you're probably looking at a guy like Saquon Barkley for sure. So. Yeah, I think the guys you put ahead of him right now are got to be Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, and uh, Gurley, and, and, and David Johnson, and David and Gurley. Yeah, for, he's the. I mean, he could be a fifth running back. It gets questionable and dicey when you start talking about Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, right. stuff Alvin like that. Kamara. Yeah, oh, right, right. Saquon Barkley, fantastic situation. Giants fans, ecstatic. I'm ecstatic for the landing spot that he was put in. But that's not all that we're going to cover. That's only two players. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking, obviously, about what the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 did with another USC quarterback. They really like themselves some <laughs> USC quarterbacks. Well, there's some defensive players. We're not going to go too crazy into that, but Bogman might have a few IDP options on it. And then, obviously, we're going to get into the meat of some more of these offensive guys. So don't go anywhere. We're breaking down the first, uh, first round of the NFL draft talking fantasy value and we got another couple nuggets that we're going to throw in later in the show so don't go anywhere this is in this league i am chris welsh that is scott bogman and we will be back shortly
<laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Oh. Welcome back. A little shenanigans there uh, in the NFL draft. It's a good time, you know, setting that up. It's a great weekend of uh, just overall sports conversation. You know, you got basketball playoffs going on. Isn't hockey going on? I mean, I'm the worst. Hockey's right? <laughs> yeah, hockey's yeah. happening. NFL draft, and uh, we got you know baseball that's obviously in the swing of things. Even trades. You know, I don't think we'll talk about it here. I think we'll talk about it maybe at the top of the next hour. But obviously, that Martavis Bryant trade had some some big implications. Just you know, opening up and you know, not rel- for the Steelers to take a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, they could have. I mean, I know that burned you, too. Like, if they would have taken oh. Cortland Sutton, you would have been okay. Oh. Yeah, are you kidding me? This would have been uh, the the Welsh misery hour yeah. uh, right now because y- you would have been even more upset because I would have been so happy. You would have been sing- singing show tunes. You'd be like, gray skies are going to clear up, put on a happy face. Da-da-da-da. But now you're just yep. miserable. Nope. Miserable. Terrell mm-hmm. Edmonds. Yeah, we'll see. So old-looking. We'll see. Uh, with the third pick, the New York football Jets, they took Sam Darnold, USC quarterback, who I, I heard I actually happened to click on Twitter. Twitter had like a live uh, NFL draft coverage going on, and I don't know why I clicked on it. And the, it was a funny thing I happened to catch where they had a picture of Sam Darnold up, and they said, there's a lot of conversation going on here from the crew about how uh, apparently Sam Darnold looks like a Lego. And, I, and the picture I looked at him, I was crying laughing because his head looks exactly like a Lego. That is a great call. Uh, he has a giant head. I bet Juice Williams is uh, upset about how big a head this dude has. Dude, that head is so ginormous. And he's got so much hair, too. On I it. saw him on the phone, and I swear to God, he j- I mean, he looked like a, like a, a vinyl pop. He looked like a Funko. <laughs> You're like, why is he holding a stick of gum up to his ear? Oh, my God, that's a phone. It's huge. You know what he looks like? He looks like he's mid-Hulk, like he's about to Hulk up in green. You know what I mean? Like, like just the head start. Like Josh Rosen is where you start, and then you're like mid-Hulking, and you get to Sam Darnold, and his head is like, <laughs> he's a weird-looking dude. But he's also the third overall pick and uh, uh, very highly touted. He looked a little pissed. I think a guy wanted to be first overall. I don't love him as much as uh, you know, as much as you. Do. I think you really liked him. And what do you think about this landing well, spot for him? The no landing spot is him. not good. Zero talent around him. Yeah, I mean the the I'm looking at the Jets roster, and they just like to collect the same kind of crappy player. Like garbage. I mean, start at the quarterbacks. They have Christian Hackenberg, Bryce Petty, Teddy Bridgewater, Josh McCown all on the roster before adding Sam Darnold. I mean, so okay. Yeah, and then uh, you take a look at running backs. 
It's Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, Thomas Rawls, Elijah McGuire. <laughs> I mean, these are all, you know, kind of the same dude. I mean, Elijah McGuire is a little more shifty than the other guys, but Rawls, Powell, and Crowell, I mean, Crowell can catch better than the other guys a little bit, but they're all basically the Different same kinds of, of RV2s. Like, right. And then look at these wide receivers. You have, <laughs> um, they have a million of them, and they're all kind of subpar. Not one Robbie. Good. Robbie Anderson, nope. who you know, had all of his offseason stuff. Yep. Uh, Jermaine Curse is okay. No, not at, even. At, like, Jermaine Curse would be a nice wide receiver three. Four, yeah. For a team for the, like this. No, they brought in Terrell Pryor. Oh, uh, Quincy, God, I forgot about Terrell Pryor. Quincy and Nunwa. Remember, he was having a, a big year until he got hurt. Quincy Ocha. Uh, uh, Ardarius Stewart, the Andre Roberts, Chad Hansen. Sharon Peak, Devin Smith, these guys are all super underrated. They, they need to get way, way more, and they have to get a tight end because Eric Tomlinson starting. I mean, they have Clive Walford, and they brought in Jordan Leggett, but, uh, yeah, I don't It's I not don't a good know. spot because I think you'll agree with me here. Of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round, Darnold is probably number one that's like going to see playing time first, if not uh, yeah. starting the season as the quarterback. I thought you were going to say he has the least weapons around him, and I was going to maybe argue with uh, with Josh Allen. But uh, but he's got LaShawn McCoy currently. So he that does. Immediately... Yeah, and Kelvin oh. Benjamin could be good, and we're still looking to see yeah. what they No, no. Darnold has so. absolutely the worst weapons around him. He does, yeah. And he's probably the guy that gets thrown into the fire first. Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's not a very great situation for Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold has, like, I think that in this class, he probably has the highest floor. Like, he's going to be at least a pretty good starter for a long time. You know, I don't think that, I don't think there's no chance that he bottoms out, but that's kind of how I feel. Like, he has the preparation, he has the attitude, and all of the, the, and the head. characteristics of a guy and the giant head like he is going to he's going to keep some poor helmet maker up at night to fit that giant head. Is, is that guy ever had a concussion? There's just so much mass. There's just no I think like Josh Rosen has a bunch of concussions and it's probably because he's got like a tiny whiny head that doesn't quite fit the helmet. But like they can barely like put a helmet on Darnold's head. I think his head's too big to have a concussion. I think it would break the sound barrier, and everyone's ears would pop in the stadium if that happened. Do you think during picture day they just change out different Sam Darnold heads, just like a Lego? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the best part about Sam Darnold is on bobblehead day, you can just do exactly how he looks like. Yeah, just like it'll say actual size, and they mean it, actual size. on <laughs> Actual on the size, yes, this is the same thing. I mean, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are redraft relevant this year dynasty no. perspective which is probably more important is darnold over mayfield for you because i feel like you want to say that I, I mean they gotta add weapons before i say that I, I like i like tyrod taylor so sure yeah i mean i think uh darnold is more relevant quickly and you know sometimes a good quarterback can turn some of these wide receivers into uh you know some players so uh maybe but i i think for redraft this year i just I think that Sam Darnold goes into week one as a starter. Uh, uh, Mike Mayock says in his write-up, they can play him when he's ready to play. It's a little bit like Carson Wentz a couple years ago with the Eagles. He's the consummate playmaker. Keeps his eyes up to extend the plays. The only downside, ball security is an issue. Well, yeah, he had a lot of turnovers, and he kind of has weird mechanics. But you can't screw with that type of stuff. Ooh, Philip Rivers comp. 
that, that and that's a good comp because he has all kinds of weird funky angles. Um, is that does Sam Darnold already have four children? I, I believe he has no children. No I'm Lego kids. Sure, no, 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 he's not. Doesn't have Lego family. His poor wife with a, a kid like that head coming out. I would assume she's just another Lego version too. You just have to do a C-section. Like, there's no way that head's coming out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. I'm just saying, with a giant head, you yeah. know. The Browns, with the fourth overall pick. Some thought they might trade out of it. Everyone was ready, and uh, they're like, all right, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. And the Browns, they Cleveland all over the place, taking <laughs> oh, Denzel God. Ward. Not that Denzel Ward wasn't warranted a top 10 pick, but him going over Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson. Would people would have been like, yeah, I get it. They want to protect Baker Mayfield. Uh, there's even some offensive players. I'm not sure, you know, if anyone would have scratched their head if another running back had possibly gone. I just don't think anyone saw that coming. And when the Browns did it, the audible whoa was something else. Are, are you in on him from an IDP perspective at all? I, corners in general, I'm not really in on. I think that this move for Cleveland was try to find someone that can slow down Antonio Brown because they got to play him twice a year. They also got to play AJ green uh, twice a year. So that's two of the top wide receivers in the NFL. You got to, you got to play for a third of your schedule already to start or a quarter of your schedule already to start. Not to mention, you know, when they go and they play the giants and OBJ and they play the Cardinals and Larry Fitzgerald and guys like that. So I think this was just a move of, we got to slow down some of these top wide receivers because this is what's torching us every single game. So, um, Denzel Ward's a great player, but I think this club, this pick should have 100,000% been Bradley Chubb. I would have taken Bradley Chubb and put him next to my, next to miles Garrett. And now you have a defensive line that is scare, you know, edge rushers that are scary for the next 10 years. Just dying over here. I just looked at the picture again. You just looked at my picture again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Who like, sent it to you? I can't. I'm not a rat. It was I, dusty. I, how did you know? It was. That's very because good. he made it. I literally just picked up my phone, and your picture was still there. And I was looking at it and thinking of all the memes I could make on it. Bogman's picture of when Terrell Edmonds was taken is my favorite thing on the I'm planet. looking down because I'm trying I'm scrolling down trying to find where he is on that draft guide I got. That, that that's why I'm looking down in anger like where is this MF? Come on. Oh, it's so good. All right, uh Bradley Chubb, he went number 5 to the Denver Broncos. It was a great pick. There Chubb was, and Von Miller. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I that was one of those I wanted the 49ers to trade up and uh, trade up to get Chubb. And I think the Broncos had entertained a lot of different things, potentially trading down, maybe taking a quarterback. A lot of people thought Josh Allen would be there, but Chubb was too good to pass up. Now, this is a guy that you're probably going to get down with as far as IDP goes. How are you going to rate him? Like, this is a good comparison for people. Compare him against Miles Garrett who went last year, now now put Bradley Chubb up. Is he a draftable IDP guy? How high are you going in Dynasty? Are you going to be taking a guy like Roquan Smith above him? What do you think of well, Chubb? Well, I haven't done like IDP rankings quite yet because we are still in April. But I think that the, the, the nice part about Bradley Chubb is he's going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one uh, matchups as a rookie because 
people are going to be doubling Von Miller. You know, the, the tight end is going to slide over to help against a dude like Von Miller. So Bradley Chubb should uh, he should eat. You know, he should get some opportunities at the quarterback. He should get some tackles for loss. And uh, I mean, he's going to be a pretty damn good option IDP from day one. Yeah. Quentin Nelson went six. And, you know, the important thing there is what does that do for the Indianapolis Colts pass and run game? You know, in that mock draft we did, I took Marlon Mack and was kind of excited about it. And the Colts, you know. I'm still kind of in there. You know, I'm still kind of in with that, and it could help the run game. Uh, But number seven, Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills traded up to get their quarterback, and they took Josh Allen. Big hands, big body, can throw 90, you know, yards or whatever. We talked about it. There's not really a lot of weapons there, and it it looks like a poor situation. LaShawn McCoy has to be the just most unhappy human being on the planet. What do you think about Josh Allen? Uh, how much are you buying the situation and him as a dynasty prospect anyways? I don't know, man. He's like really, really boomer bust, Josh Allen. So uh, I've seen him number one on some people's boards. They like Josh Allen more. You know, we talked to PZPA and Josh Allen was his favorite quarterback in this draft. When I talked to the guys from NDT scouting, they got him as a third round projected player. Feels like they Ryan Mallett to me. Yeah, that they got him behind uh, Mason Rudolph. They got him behind Kyle Laletta and Mike White, guys like that. So you, you know, he wasn't very accurate in college. Um, <laughs> also, not very accurate on Twitter. I mean, did you hear the rumors that the Bills were the team to leak that? By the way, that's wild to me. I mean, I, I, I mean, doesn't it with make you. sense though? Like, if you really like this guy and you want him to fall to your pick, because they were trying him. everything they could. To, to trade up to take a quarterback. I just, and it just wasn't happening for them. So they released this stuff. Now, I don't I, I know don't if it affected it. anything because uh, everyone said, uh, you know, every every person I heard on television today said, well, the teams I talked to didn't move him at all on their board. I, I don't buy it. I think it's the same people that are like, 9-11's an inside job, like that type of stuff. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, maybe all these things are true. All conspiracy I, I just can't buy it. I can't buy that a team sits around and they're like, all right, how do we get Josh Allen? And one guy's like, oh, I got an idea. And they're like, oh, what does Frank want? Frank, He's like, well, listen, hear me out. I went and searched in 2010. He didn't say some great things. Let's tweet that out. We're going to get him. We know. I mean, how do they know they're going to trade up to seven? How do they know it was all going to? Falling. What if the Broncos were going to take him? But they, how do they know? Ch- I don't think that type that type of stuff makes and, sense. But that dude, he said he had. A, I don't know if you saw this, Bachman. He said he had a social media team, and they scanned through, and they didn't find it because he said he was searching for terms and words, and it didn't come up. If you hire a team as a rookie to go through your social <laughs> media, they need to go to day one and how, physically how scan afraid? through. This is how afraid people are of words. They probably didn't want to even type that word in there. Maybe. You know, oh, if we put this word in, then people are going to say that we that that it pops up on our autocorrect stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll accidentally uh, put that in instead of bigger TV. And, uh, you know, then everyone will make fun of me. <laughs> so uh, it's just it, it's crazy to me. And also, I heard that every team had already gone through this and saw that. It's, it's- like, Wild. Every team had already seen it before, so and nobody wound up caring. There, you know, it's one of these things where I'm not going to sit here and excuse it. But he's like 15 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's so you're whatever. not a person. 
I mean, just, he's a professional 15, now. You're, you're not a human being. Yet. Yeah, I mean, we're so. kind of a professional. He's a bill, so I mean, it's it's professional, I guess, as he's going to get. But uh, I, I, it's fine. I mean, it's good to have a, a home, I suppose. I don't love the weapons. I don't love the necessarily the outlook. I don't think he's going to start though. Like he's he. It's definitely going to be AJ McCarron for this year, and Nate Peterman. Uh, I think, I think all three of them are going to compete to win the job out of camp. I just think AJ McCarron is going to come down with it fairly. I, easily. I agree with that. Okay, so Darnold, Mayfield, and Allen rank them for dynasty. Uh, for dynasty, um, I'll go Darnold, Mayfield, and Allen. I figured you would go that way. All right, um, we're going to go to break here. In <laughs> Why just, you sound so insulting. I just, no, I figured that's where you're going to go. It's fine. Um, we're going to go to break here in just a minute, but just catching up before we go to pick 10 Roquan Smith to the bears. Obviously the Niners took that idiot tackle that I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know where he went to school. Where did he go to Notre school? Dame? Notre Dame. Great. Good for him. Um, Mike McClincy. McGlinchey. Ugh. Now but, you're just doing it to mess with yeah, me. Roquan Smith. I would have been very happy with is Roquan Smith going to be the number one IDP player. Yep. Yeah. That's they figured. I mean, that's, it's, it's a stud. He's an absolute yeah, stud. I mean, it's a, it's a linebacker who gets a ton of tackles. That's what you want when you're playing IDP. You want a guy that's going to get tackles. And Roquan Smith, uh, as of right now, I mean, Van Der Esch could be pretty good, too. So Absolute stud. So, at number 10, the Arizona Cardinals, they traded up with the Oakland Raiders, and they took Josh Rosen, quarterback from UCLA. When we come back on the other side of this hour, I'll tell you how insufferable Arizona is just in general. <laughs> Listening to it was un, I wish I never did it. But we're going to talk about Josh Rosen, and we're going to we'll, we'll kind of skim a little bit quicker through some of the IDP guys because there are a few offensive players that we have got to talk about here as we break down this first round, continuing into next hour. If you want the second round, the third round, the whole thing, what does the whole perspective look like? We will be doing that over at the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast this coming week. So be on the lookout for that. And in the next hour, I want to talk about this. Mike Clay of ESPN Ilk ranked the offensive players in the first round for their fantasy value. There's 11 of them, and I think it's a, it's a good conversation, so we should have that. So we'll talk about Mike Clay's rookies from 2018 first round, plus the rest of our stuff. So don't go anywhere. That's Scott Bogman. I'm Chris Welsh. This is In This League. We'll be right back. 